It is only a paper moon Sailing over a cardboard sea Hello, and welcome to The Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we are going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the uh, the greatest show to to, to do uh, to holodeck episodes, I guess. Uh, all right. My name is Wade Bowen, and with me, as always, is James Nolan. Hello. And Hugh Crawford. Hello. Hello. And uh yeah, we are talking about uh the uh the Nog has PTSD episode. It's it's only a paper and moon. Yep. This is episode ten of season seven. It originally aired December thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight. The IMDB description is as follows. Severely depressed at a serious war wound. Nog retreats into Vic Fontaine's Hollow Sweet program while the singer tries to help him. Yeah, that's that's what happens. And uh <coughs> Yeah. Yeah. First story credit by David Mack. Oh yeah, I did see I that. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Acclaimed Star Trek novelist. Famous artist of the comic book Kabuki. <laughs> Not that David Mack. <laughs> I believe he is credited for inventing Echo, the Im- Marvel superhero Echo. Yeah. No, not not that. Yeah, this, there's two this, David Max. There is. Yeah. Oh, I know. There are. I guess. Yeah. This this David Mac doesn't have a quite the thing for drawing uh, uh, scantily dressed Asian women, <laughs> but mm. I don't. Not that I know of. I don't know what he does in his personal life. But no, he wrote that destiny. They're not that cheesecakey. They're not that cheesecakey. Oh, okay. I don't know. No, Kabuki is actually pretty good. They're tasteful. Mm-hmm. I thought I read it back in the day. I think. Yeah, he's very artistic with his uh, <laughs> uh, his, his collage. But no, wait, this is not that David Mack. This is the David Mack that writes Star Trek novels. All right. Well, here we've got our our very famous PSTD, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Post-stress traumatic <laughs> disorder. Disorder. Sure. Yeah, whatever. So it, not, yes. I don't mean to this yep. whatever. I'm screwing it up. We're having fun with you. No, but it's a very special episode of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Which here's the thing: I, I want these stories to be told. Like I want people who in real life who go through this to be seen mm-hmm. and have their stories reflected. And you know, I wanted to have some, but I don't know. This one wasn't. This one wasn't for me. Yeah. See, for me, I know that I'm going to be. Uh, uh, the only one saying these grandiose things like this, but I think this is the best holodeck episode in all of Star Trek. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen But, it. but <sighs> I, I do realize that it's a bitter pill for you to stroll all over. I guess where they where they do some they do they work some Excel spreadsheets and plan to go to see an architect of the Vatican Casino. I the, guess yes, they do. Yeah, because it's all it's 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 about character, and it's more than just I like Sherlock Holmes or. I want to be a, I want to be a Victorian nanny, or I want to be a hard-boiled detective. I guess. I mean, I guess I don't really like the holodeck episodes, so I've never given given it that much thought. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think anything's going to beat Worf getting it on with his first wife in the holodeck. That's the best. That was that's the best, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. I mean, that's not a holodeck episode. That's Worf fucks this girl, and it's. Pretty, this woman and it's pretty hot. No, yeah, it's where they well, were having it's, a... It's a holodeck episode. It factors in pretty heavily into it. Yeah, but it's not like we're going to... Yeah, because Quark was having to fight. <laughs> sure, sure. It's got the famous Skeletor bad guy that they that they fight. Yeah, but I, I'd still... I, I wouldn't know that I would... If I'm, if I'm being a purist about what makes a holodeck episode or not, I don't know if I would count. All right, well, since you're the one like making up this metric, what makes a holodeck episode? Well, it's where they spend most of their time in the holodeck, and it's all about living out this life in another time, and and living in this character in this world. And then also, you know, like the Moriarty episodes, and the, well, Voyager has the, the Zap Brannigan 
pulp stuff and yeah i'm saying that you're 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 not giving me much like this is a pretty low bar that you're saying this episode hurdles i'm thinking it i mean or they go off and they they play robin hood and that's that's the whole the the uh not exactly their finest moment. That's what I'm saying. But it's played for yucks. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm saying. I'm saying most of them aren't very good, but I think this one is actually pretty good. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that all Hollow Deck episodes are great. I'm saying this is the best one, and I actually do think this one is pretty great for what it does, character and stuff. And it's not just like, wouldn't this be cool to go back and and be Sherlock Holmes? It's like. Right. It's, person has a reason for it well i guess it's, it's like a real element to it where people who are in pain have a certain degree of escapism in video games and you know online worlds right. and i thought about video games a lot in this yeah yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. i was like yeah. nog's gotten really into roller coaster tycoon basically is what i've mm. yeah i don't have much of a hot take on this i this episode's kind of like Goat's Head Soup for me, like the Rolling Stones album, where like half of it's pretty fucking great, and then half of it is pretty fucking awful. Yeah. What's the awful part? Just all the Vic stuff, right? I just hate Vic Fontaine. Yeah. As a concept, as a character, too, right? it just ruins it. I'm I bored. Do I don't want to watch this fucking show with this fucking guy singing these fucking boring songs. And like, I just, and, and like, in <laughs> all of his Hepcat Bush, Bush League <laughs> bullshit, and I don't like it. And, it. and for most of this, it was just in there. Right. And so he doesn't spark alive. He's not like a Coen Brothers character. Or like 20. That would really like, whoa, that's this guy's just so fucking, I can't, right. can't stop watching him. He's boring, he's basic, and he fucking, like, right. and so I don't like okay. any of that. And I would love to have the Nog story, which I actually do think is interesting and something that's a good thing to do, right. not, like, embedded in this shit that I just don't like. And it's a struggle. All right, yeah. So, I mean, I, that's... That's what I get. I mean, I understand y'all fucking hate Vic Fontaine so mm-hmm. fucking much, and that ruins the episode for you. I, like I said, I've 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 come I've grown on Vic, and Vic I think is actually I think Vic is very good in this episode, and if I can get past not liking the boomer nostalgia for the '60s lounge cat or whatever, I can under I can. I I mean you know it's and it's fine if you don't but personally I found my way I found that I could get invested I I kind of saw it as like Nog Nog is a dumb alien and he had some he he let these humans convince him that this guy was cool and he buys it because he doesn't know any better I mean mm. you know, yes I know that Iris Stephen Bear and the showrunners think it is really cool you know but you know it's fine I can I personally can go along with it and when I did I thought it. It worked pretty well for me. But if it doesn't, that's fine. I don't, I don't know. Is he? I think he... Was he fun to be around James Ransom or whatever the fuck his name is? What is his name? Something Darren. James, James Darren. 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 James yeah, Darren. James Darren. Is, was he like really fun to be around or something? Because I don't get... We're supposed to be intoxicated by him. And it's the most basic of... Like, cause that's what I started thinking as my eyes were glazing over on a lot of these scenes. Is it was I mean it was uh, I mean the stuff about Dog uh, was great, but it's a, just as equally stuff about him and what it means to be Vic and right. That was fucking dumb. Like right. that was like that's, a nothing. That was like the that yeah. And uh, did they create a sentient life? Am I supposed to treat yeah. him like he's a person? That's and what if I, so. I, then why do they like t- t- like like I don't know. It's so fucking weird. That's another thing I like about this as a as a holodeck episode. This is there's been progress like there's Moriarty obtains sentience or whatever and they don't know what the fuck to do you have the doctor on Voyager Vic like I liked everything like this is the most well-adjusted hologram yeah and it's in a it's a progression of where the franchise has gone where they decide they realize oh this this person has uh if not sentience he has self-awareness awareness and actualization therefore we have to treat him differently because yeah and they do. And th- well, and I, my favorite thing about Vic, my favorite thing about Vic is that he <clears throat> he's well adjusted, and that to the point where, like you know, he knows he's yeah, yeah, yeah. like a well adjusted person in our reality mm-hmm. knows knows their like limits, yeah, yeah, and just kind of and is kind of stoic about it. Like I'm only gonna get upset about what I can control. I cannot control the fact that I'm an actual hologram, and that you know I get shut off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's like. It's the best part of him, 
but I don't think that that's that's uh, it's not necessarily by design. See, I think it's on accident. Like we can't have somebody who's right. as cool as this mm-hmm. get upset the fact that they're a hologram. So like, yeah, I mean, I think it is a little bit by design. I I don't know. Like he's because he's somewhere. He's he's less than the doctor on Voyager, but he's self-aware, but he knows what he is. And, you know, like you can say it's not real money. And he's like, yeah, I know. Well, O'Brien said he, O'Brien said that he had like right power over the, the thing. Right. He comes in. So he is, so he is more than. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, he's a completely different thing than the doctor. The doctor's well, that's, got that's a, what I'm, that's a, what I'm a, saying. A, yeah. The a, doctor though, they have to treat like as a life form. You can't compare as well he's you can he's more well-adjusted than Morari- moriarty who just goes off his rocker when he finds out like he loses his mm-hmm. mind when he finds out he, right, right. he's not real right. so, so yeah there's that but i just don't think and, that and the sentience is programmed into him like fontaine as a character just isn't that engaging i mean most of the time he's not but i i did find him like they give him stuff in this episode to like they give they give him more than they've given him before where you know and he has a friendship that grows with nog and it's not just and you can see like the character has his own desires and wants that are come into play it's not just you know he's also they come into play but just to serve the realization that he needs that that like sure. he knows enough mm-hmm. of what a life is so this he, he can convince nog to have one right right but, and I understand know. how story works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still. But then <laughs> every time he opens his mouth to talk, I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I totally understand people not liking Vic. Like, you know, I hated that first episode with him too, and I was really biased. But, you know, I don't, you know, but, but this for Plus, me. Plus, we're we're not talking about the elephant in the room, which is which. We will eventually get to Cisco himself. Will get to, to the bottom of what his problem with, and that is sort of yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, is, yeah. You know, that's in an upcoming episode, but yeah. Why do we want to go? Yeah, why do we want to go back to nineteen sixties America? Right. It wasn't all cool. Right, right. <laughs> and, and happy all the time. Right, right. Which yeah, the show needs to finally fuck it. it needs it's a little bit overdue when they say that they need to fucking own smarten up and realize that and eventually they might to an extent but yeah i mean <laughs> because that's a, the one black guy yeah. who, the, the one person who lived in the 60s that wasn't white had to remind them <laughs> right exactly right but yeah so i yeah i don't know i mean i think that i was trying to like was it a couple weeks ago or something where i was going on some sort of like half realized thought about how there's a tone to things and how there's like how the art and the the I just don't like this. Like if, if instead of this like some day glow fucking synth piece like showed and there was like flying space cars and I would love that shit. But like there's just like I'm mean, just like the the style of it like the I used to have the show where you know, people with rubber foreheads would talk about religion and like in reenact like the the greatest hits of the Holocaust. And now I have a show where everybody just sits at the Copa and listens to fucking Sinatra. And I just don't, I don't or watches, <laughs> watch watches, watches, sits on a couch yeah, and watches I just don't Shane. want to live in that world. Right. Yeah. And that, I, was... I, I, and that show just, <laughs> this show just became where I'm just sure, sure. listening to Vic Fontaine sing a yeah, lot. Yeah. I mean, I can, ha- and I, I don't know. And it's clearly a case. There was a lot of Vic Fontaine music in this one. I can handle that for one episode. I wouldn't want it. <laughs> it's for, not yeah. one episode. It's like every fucking episode. It's, it's half I'm Vic. talking about this. This is the only one where they sit there watching the searchers or whatever. Shane. They watched Shane. No, they if they, watched they Shane. couldn't show they the, like the searchers. I know. I, they, they couldn't show the searchers because Jeffrey Hunter's a, 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 the lead character in the searchers. I know. I, I brought up yeah. the searchers because yeah. Nog says I like the searchers more, and, and Vic says, yeah, of course everybody does. I like that moment. But no, we heard a bunch of. We heard, I mean, the, the where Nog loses his leg, that was a big yes. Vic Fontaine's. Even when they're in space, mm-hmm. his oh, music sure. is a big factor. Well, that's what I'm saying. But they're not, I mean, yeah, the music. Yeah, I, I mean, I know there's other Vic stuff. I'm not saying that there's not Vic stuff other than this episode <laughs> but this is the only one where they're sitting this the whole episode in the Copa mm-hmm. and there's more where they do and and to very most of them aren't as good as this one like this one I mean I don't I mean yeah so it's just it feels just, like that this is in the show because Iris Stephen Bear really likes this and I I just ugh, like I just reject that I th- and like I mean it, it's I yeah. don't know 
I mean, that might be why it's in the show, but Ronald D. Moore wrote this one, and I think he did a pretty good job on the script. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it, yeah. the original, the genesis of the script was that it was pitched by David Mack, and then as to be an episode, it was supposed to, it was pitched like in the second or third season, and it was supposed to be like a really. Yeah, there was like they a. We're gonna have nog. No, it wasn't that. It was originally pitched as like a Jews on Christmas morning kind of show, where it was like all the non-Bajoran. Since everything was a Bajoran thing on Bajoran Christmas or whatever, then all of the non-Bajorans couldn't eat at the restaurants except for Quarks. It was like the Chinese restaurant that was open, mm-hmm. and so they go there and uh, and like they're telling the story. Like it's different, three different stories all taking place at Quarks. The same. It's a bottle episode, and they bought that story from Mac and then didn't do anything with it for four years. And then, and then Iris Stephen Bear was like, write that, but in write two funny stories and a sad story, all taking place in the sands or whatever the fuck, like the Copa or what the fuck ever he's in. I think it's just Vic Fontaine's. Yeah, yeah, it's Vic's or whatever. And so they write the three stories, and then, and then we all know that Ronald D. Moore hates writing multiple stories. <laughs> so he just cut. He was like, dude, this 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 story about Nog's leg is turning into a beast, and it's good stuff. So let's just do it that way. Mm. Um, and I, and it is, I like, I, I think all of the beats are great. I think that Aaron Eisenberg really rises to the challenge. They gave him a, yeah, he's fantastic. Role. yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, yeah. And yeah. all of that stuff, it was just it's like, it's hard to be that good underneath that. I don't mm-hmm. like underneath that makeup. I always say that, but there's, there are actors on Star Trek that don't know how to act under the makeup and all three of the principal Ferengi on this episode and, and the series mm-hmm. are Do really, like yeah. could give a master class on it yeah 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 and so like you know so it, it's fun to watch that and and to watch him be that I liked Esri in this she, a lot she was fun you know yeah. I liked Nog I liked she, Esri she gets to play the counselor role which which is, is needed you know, her job yeah yeah, and yeah yeah baked in and like baked into the story that he's already been talking to a mm-hmm. counselor that makes right 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 story, yeah. story-wise I like that about it yeah they bring up I I guess we can just talk about break it down right yeah sure yeah yeah uh yeah I mean with you know, Nog's family's worried about him and Lita like there's good things that they do in this where they're talking about like with her, Lita's like, oh, maybe I should just leave him alone. I shouldn't just like, and then her, the counselor Dax is like, listen, nothing you say or do is going to be worse than what he's been through. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely right. That's a, you know, because that's a good way to think about trying to, because I get worried about talking to people that are going through things and like, oh, I don't want to bug them. And, you know, it's like, look, they, you're not going to fuck up mm-hmm. if you try to, except you might, <laughs> because, you know. <laughs> She's like, oh, you know the she, the Alamo, and there's like, yeah, I know about the fucking Alamo program, because <laughs> they bring that up. It's like, oh, they're getting obsessed about it, and his his biosynthetic leg is doesn't it works just fine, but he he feels that phantom pain because he's you know it hurts or that he's limping, and they're trying. They're the whole whole point of him going is that they're trying to get him to get rid of the cane and mm-hmm. stop being as you know like. Yeah, Aaron Eisenberg is great in this. Just his his resigned, quiet, like mm-hmm. just fine, just leave me alone stuff. Um, and they they do a good job of shuttling him into the holodeck. I thought where he's, I mean, say what you will about hating that song because it's Vic. Like he's listening to, he's like a kid watching Toy Story over and over <laughs> again. Yeah, like, and that made sense. <laughs> you know, to, like yeah, that that made sense to me. Yeah, mm. but his roommate. Oh, I'm admitting that my my revulsion to Vic isn't a. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's a, it isn't a lot. Like it isn't a plot thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. The ch- Jake's is like, fuck that song. Nog, I am trying to be understanding and I want to be your friend, but enough is enough. You've been playing that same stupid song for three days. And if you want to listen to it, get the fuck out. And it's like, mm. oh yeah. So, uh. Put it this way: if it was instead of Vic, it was Snoop's. It was Snoop Dogs, <laughs> and they had to go and they had to just hang out with Snoop Dogg. Like my my opinion about this right. would you know all change. Good. You know it's good. Or for you warm it up, to, uh, warm it up to it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. just someone that I have a like, deep affinity for. Like sure, sure. If it was Big Boy and Andre three thousand, or you know, or something <laughs> right. like that. Like, oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, Ugh, I'm just imagining if Discovery doing it, and it's like I don't want to hang out with Wyclef John, man. He, <laughs> con peop, con Haiti out of millions. Oh, get the, all the Fujis. They're all problematic and fun. <laughs> I don't think they. Well, yeah. Proz needs the work. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, 
just make he, it even uh, he had a big hit he had that ghetto superstar but um oh yeah yeah so he goes into vix and that makes sense to me i like that and then he he's like oh and vix let him he he doesn't want to go home so vix lets him stay there the night and he's gonna keep the program running uh we do that vix has a bunch of stupid daddy language and you know yeah whatever like a clad yeah no i'm a yeah and you know and i know i know just what to do to wean him off the stick uh, that could mean a lot of different things in different contexts, but uh, but Ezra's like, okay, well, fine. Um, Apparently, they don't have space fentanyl for him to get attached to. <laughs> right. Well, they pointed out, he, Vic actually asked him, can I give you something for that? And he's like, yeah, well, no, they can't because they tell me it's all in my head. Like the That's what the drugs are for. Did they not have psychosomatic drugs in the 90s? <laughs> Well, they, they yeah, because Prozac Nation I, I, was written in the nineties. I guess they didn't countenance or something. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, for whatever. But in the future, they know better than to do that. I, I think that right now, right now, I think that's been approved that what they do for PTSD is they give you actually ecstasy. L- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they give you. No, I mean, they used to give you LSD, but that's illegal now. But they right, give right. you ecstasy is what they give you, which has got the better effectiveness. Yeah. But most of the time, they just self self medicate with fentanyl, so or kratom. Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. Vic gives him a new cane that as Errol Flynn replica. replica mm-hmm. When yeah, maybe fentanyl would be uh, well, it would kill him. But he's a he's, he's tiny. Come on, he can't handle that much. Ferengi, Ferengi fentanyl. Okay, it's weird beetle snuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's got the. The cane that oh I don't have to put that much weight on it and Vic smiles or whatever and Jake brings his his girlfriend with the most Bajoran of names. Oh Keisha. yeah okay yeah uh, they got a yeah I was like <laughs> at first I was like it's a black girl and I was like that's fine and but yeah. by the way Jake when did like that was a man yeah yeah he was a man in that fucking scene like he looked like oh yeah but um. Oh, Jake was. <laughs> Jake does all right for himself, yeah. <laughs> but but it's a it's a black but it's, she's a black Bajoran, but she has B- Keisha is her name. And, <laughs> I know. I thought, yeah. and I was like, come on, guys, because it's in SD. It was yeah. It took me a while to. Does she has the she has the nose thing right. It's in SD and it's a little blurry. I can't tell. Uh, I know he married a back black Bajoran in the Visitor. Mm. Is this supposed to be a callback to? Uh, no, don't don't overthink it, Wade. But she doesn't have a. But she has a name that's just a. It's just a popular '90s <laughs> yeah, African American woman's name. Like, I know. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah, if you see it spelled out on the uh, closed captioning, it looks like Kesha. I think it but, is, uh, but they pronounce it twa- two different ways. Once this uh, Nog calls her Keisha later, but uh, uh, I only heard Keisha. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but Kesha too. Either way. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> okay. So now we're playing TikTok at the end of the song. Uh, <laughs> right uh yeah and she wants a makara fizz but like nog's like get the fuck out they don't make that it's like oh, i'll have him she's being she's being perfectly nice to him and he's yeah. not having it because he's going through his shit mm-hmm. uh yeah inexplicable rage I, like that was like that would i liked that i mean i think they probably hit all the notes but one of which is yeah. inexplicable rage and, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she calls him a hero, and he can't handle that at all. Mm-hmm. And then Jake is like, "What the fuck, bro?" And he flips the table and just goes to town on him. Like, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I did like that. He kicked Jake out because Jake, or he yeah. kicked Nog out because Nog was playing the same song over and over again of his house, of his apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, do they not have headphones? I get that they got big ears, but surely they have Ferengi headphones. Little earbud. Yeah, I guess they. They, they don't for the story purposes, anyways. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, and then then Vic also kicks him out at the end after the fight. I like you know Vic takes him. I like I yeah whatever his whole like get the fuck out. You can't you know Vic knows he's in a hologram, but at the same time he's still it's real to him, so he treats it like it's real, and he's trying to be nice to Nog, but also like no get the fuck out of my club. You can't fight in here. And Nog takes a little while to realize that. It's real to Vic, and he's like, "What? No, come on!" And he's like, "No, get out!" And he does, and then he's watching Shane, and and likes the searchers more or whatever. I like the searchers better. Yeah, who doesn't? And 
Vic is doing his books because that's in his programming. And then we learn that he's never been awake this long and he he's very tired and he gets to sleep or whatever. And then so I mean the Vic arc. So Vic's doing his book and then so Nog is like, I can do those books for you. And then I leave the pencil and he's like, What the fuck is a pencil? Okay, I can make this work. And then you learn that, you know, he's a Ferengi, so he's got Ferengi superpowers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's he's very good at doing the books for Vic. And Vic starts to realize that that he likes that about him. Even though, yeah, mm. it's not real money. Except to him, but yeah. It's real to me, kid. They have a uh montage to the the paper moon montage and you know say what you will about hating Vic and the whole lounge singer act the song the lyrics make sense the this this is another episode where the title of the episode actually makes sense you know it's, woof i know how you feel but it's true you know like it's phony as can be but not make believe if you believe in me you know like the whole lyrics about the paper moon it's a fake it's a fantasy but you know i like you know if you believe in me which is he believes in vic and it makes it real and vice versa uh and then dax sees it working through the montage and she's like she likes it you know after she has approached vic and says like you need to get him the fuck out i'm a counselor and he's like you can't do that because uh star fleet regulation says that he can do whatever he wants while he's on leave and pick his own rehabilitation and yeah but then they have the montage and Dax sees what, and she sees it's working and then she thinks Vic's a genius or whatever. And, and then, you know, his parents and his stepmom that are worried about him come back in and he's like, Oh, it's nice to see you. But then he leaves him for a big, a big player comes in and you realize that, you know, Nog's in too deep and they're like, Oh, we're making serious Latin money here. And, and Rom is like, well, you know, it's fake, right? It's like, yeah, I know it's fake. Just stop fucking with me. I'm, I'm real. I'm doing really good. And Roller coaster tycoon, man, and it's my life now. What's one of them click? What's that clicker game that they play on? Fa- like, I guess it used to be Farmville, but now it's like Clash of Clans or something. Oh, it's a yeah, Sundew Valley or whatever. Stardew Valley, yeah. Stardew Valley, yeah. And and then you see, you know, like Vic was like, oh, I'm doing this in him, and I'm gonna help out and get him around here. And then Vic has learned that he likes having him around, and he's he's caught up in it too. And so when Dax is like, Oh, you're a genius. I know you're gonna convince Sammy. When you go up to talk to the architect for the new casino you're building or whatever, I know I see the game you're playing here, Vic. You're gonna have that kick knock out, and then Vic realizes that oh yeah, I've got to get the kid out of here for his own good or whatever. And yeah, that happens. They have the big fight, and, and it's time to go, kid. You know, time to end the program. And then we, you know we see Vic ends his own program, and, and then they found a way to throw some lines at O'Brien for a minute, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, I saw that there was a. Uh, magnetic flux anomaly in the polytechnic array or whatever yeah it's like you know vic is vic is special you know he's <laughs> is he does you think is you you is do you feel feel the greatest crime that ds has committed by begrudgingly forcing you to like o'brien and then just leaving him as let's <laughs> dropping him as soon as you started liking him <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty accurate. It, that's how. Do you remember there was this, that third season where it was like he was a lead in every episode or second? Yeah. yeah like, oh yeah. They were terrified he was gonna go, you know, go somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They dropped him like, yeah. Yeah, he's. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what their interest is. Well, I mean, I guess I do. Yeah, I mean, it's 1960s yeah. Vegas is their How about we don't interest. have a bride on the well, show, but we have a 1960s crooner to be like being back with the boys at the Sands? It'd be great, right? But, yeah, this is this episode's mostly about Nog, though, and that we agree that part works of it at least, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still have to sit through like four, yeah. Uh, yeah, the songs might. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, but they, they could, yeah, I so see that how they could drag. That I like. The only thing in an illusion here is that's not an illusion is you. There is no here. Life is a pressure. It's incredible running all the time. That's the thing is that it ends up once it stops being the, the once it starts being about our holograms a lot. Like the only thing, and I texted this is that like you know the only real scene that Cisco gets in this fucking episode is to say, hey, everybody, make sure that. <laughs> that Vic has Nog's medical chart <laughs> and right. is logging into my chart right. and filling out the forms every day. Can we make sure that the non-existent nightclub lounge like video game is doing that work for us? <laughs> and like, and like, everybody's just like, yeah, we'll let him know. And like, I don't know. At this point, I'm just like, so he's like a person on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Without us ever having really talked. I don't know. I don't know. They've eased into it. They've, yeah. they've just kind of slipped it in. Yeah, yeah. And it's not because it, like, you know, with Garrick, we've like been with Garrick so much. Sure, sure. And yeah. like, Garrick is a, yeah. But he's not that, like, Garrick, yeah. Like, <laughs> Garrick, yeah, yeah. And, 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 but we got Vic like every fucking episode now. It just feels like it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he has been. He wasn't last episode, but he had a song <laughs> two weeks ago, yeah, and then before, yeah. So he, yeah, I mean, he's a new, he's a new supporting cast member. That's true. He is in eight fucking episodes, and he was inter- he was introduced at the end of last season. Yeah, eight out of twenty six is you know, <laughs> it's more than Keiko gets, isn't it? <laughs> Does he get more in the entire series? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean. He's in more episodes she than gets Danny Johnson. Runner, and... She gets a, she gets her own school in the first season, and then like yeah. two episodes later, they shut it down, yeah. and then they have Keiko say something like, "I don't know, <laughs> I just <laughs> wasn't into it anymore." Like, I, I'm not here. I'm not here to uh, say Rosalind Chow was not done wrong by the creators of the show who would rather hang out with the boys. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, 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 and so it's. It's like this character that we didn't ask for, and like here he is, yeah. in all his glory, all all. But it's like all like seven of those eight episodes he's in are in the last season, so it's like why 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 is there so much of this? Sure, but yeah, uh, so, yeah. but yeah. So some, pe- uh, some people like it, but then you get to the <laughs> yeah, I, I I but it's not driven by that. It's driven by that I Stephen Bear liked him. Sure. And they all hung out with him on set. Yeah, and they, like, yeah. had to go, they got to go. They talk about giving, getting to go to like the Capitol Studios to record the songs. And mm-hmm. Ronald D. Moore and I were Stephen Bear went there. They were just geek. They just, they were fucking late. <laughs> this guy was in a Gidget movie. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> they were just in. I think they were like, they were late or early Gen Xers. Yeah. Obsessed with boomer shit. And this is boomer shit, you know? And I think that they just thought it was all cool, and so it's in this show, and it's, I don't know. Yeah, the late 90s were a a bad time for what people thought was cool. I will. He's not, I mean, we're basically, we basically have one more Vic episode, right? No, three more. And we're pretty much done with him? Three. But, like, no, I'm not talking about where he makes makes an appearance. I'm talking about where, like, it's about that. Like, big, heavy. No. uh, Where it's about the... Oh, the 60s, bada-bing, bada-boom, I think is the episode you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah. yeah, I I just, I'm ready for Cisco to come in and close the book on it, I guess. Right. I don't think it does, I mean, I think that they love it. Oh, it does, it addresses, at least addresses That's true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It doesn't close the book on it, but at least it addresses it. Right, right. We even get a mirror, Vic Fontaine. Oh, no. What? Are you trying to get me to quit the podcast by just making <laughs> shit up? In the Emperor's New Cloak, you you get a you get a mirror, Vic Fontaine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this episode, hey, let's talk about that. How does that even make sense? It it doesn't. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah, no, it, I, I'm not gonna try to defend that. Yeah, yet. Uh, we'll see where I feel when we get there. It might be coming up soon too. Yeah, yeah. It's but that yeah. uh, that that Nog breakdown scene is, was pretty pretty good wasn't it yeah, yeah 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 no it was really good i i really liked the night yeah yeah he knocks he knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. yeah i saw a lot of people die but i didn't think anything was going to happen to me it was really yeah we just think i mean and i, th- I thought vic responded you know his whole like if you stay here you're gonna die you know the sure you stay here you're gonna die not all at once but little by little. Eventually, you're, you're going to be as hollow as I am. Oh, yeah. He says that log, you'll die little by little, each by piece. Just yeah, like, right. And so, yeah, that's a lot from, from Racing in the Streets by Bruce Springsteen. Right. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've always go home and wash up. And go. One of my favorite songs. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing song. God, it's an amazing song. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so so, so, I did, so we didn't mind that they chopped it up and, <laughs> it and stuck yeah. it in that scene. Well, it reminded me of something that I did like. <laughs> What's that? Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah, oh, the, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, not from this yeah, episode. Yeah. Okay, I was like, well, you like some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded Bruce me of Bruce Springsteen song, and I liked it. Yeah, yeah, and then the whole his whole like I, the war started, and I wasn't happy about it. I was eager to go out there and prove what I can, and then you know, 
shit happened. I saw people die, and I didn't, but when it happens to me, it like makes it real. And you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know anything about going through the kind of PTSD and worn injury shit. So I, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um. Well, you know, win or lose, you're you're you, you know you're still in the game at least or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it turned into a really good script. I it, it just that was marred by the shitty pod and planted <laughs> in. Yeah, the big of it all. I was uh, uh, this is a, a uh, much talked about in people who try to do continuity canon. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Because Insurrection came out this week that this aired. Oh. And Worf is in Insurrection. <laughs> Oh, right. He's just on the crew, I think. Like, I think there's a lot in Worf. Why are you there? And he goes, I'm here to help fix the relay on the what, what the fuck ever. <laughs> right, right. And so did, he's... Did he show up in this episode He's all? in the first scene. Okay. And then the theory is, is that he flies then away. Then he went to go fix the fix the relay. And he's not in the next episode. Like, he's not in the next episode or the episode after that. Uh-huh. Now, I think he says a mirror guy the mirror wharf is in the emperor's new cloak okay and so so they like three episodes that's or three weeks let's say that's three weeks of ds9 time that's a reasonable (laughs) time to have went on the insurrection adventure in this space so this is where yes Uh, okay and and it it gets a little bit after school special when when nog comes out like they're like oh he's a new man you should see him it's like oh i don't think I think we're going to see him right now. And he comes down and he's like, are you okay? He's like, you know, it's it's a little sappy, but I guess it's true. And he's like, no, I'm not okay. No, but I will be. <laughs> and then he gives him a hug. And it's, mm-hmm. it's all right. It's, uh, but my yeah. therapy of, I'm all over. It. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about PTSD to critique how it is. I know that the, right, right. And it, but then it, it gives Vic a little bit to like, you know, like Vic is like, I love having you here, but like, you know, you got to live your life or whatever. And then Nod comes back after he's adjusted a little bit and he's doing better. And he's like, look, man, I, all you did for me, I've, I've, I've cut a deal to where, uh, for all you did for me, I'm, I'm keeping your place is going to be open 26 hours a day now. You get to live a full like life that, you know, enjoying not, having to live inside the memory card when we turn it off. And Have they explained how long a day is on DS9? 26 hours, I'm pretty sure. They, they've mentioned 26-hour days more than once, I think. So just that's... enough to show that it's not like, <laughs> let's make it more than a normal day, but let's not go overboard. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, okay, uh, so 26 hours. Yeah, like, but that, because you make the point of that Vic is, is sentient, then it becomes: Is it ethical to turn him off at all? Like, what do you, well, did, he could turn himself on and off? That's why. That's why that's they why give him the power. I know. I know. But I'm saying I know. But like, but Quark owns the room. He owns the hollow deck. Right. But a living, a sentient being lives inside the computer. What do you do to the sentient being that starts infringing upon its like? You know, it's autonomy as like a human being, and that right. or, you know, an or well, it's, it's you don't part you of, don't worry about it. That's why you don't mention it. That's why you don't mention. You never it. address it, and you don't worry about it. I mean, Vic knows what he is, and Vic is happy with his programming, so he's not Moriarty. I guess I'm saying in an ethical, in like if we were in an ethics class, right? What is the ethical way to treat this hologram program? Well, I will, uh, I will take a line from O'Brien and say. I'm an I'm an engineer, not a philosopher. Mm-hmm. I'm an engineer, not a philosopher. Or I'm not an engineer either, but yeah, like I mean, it's a little who knows. But he is he doesn't merit enough to one be able to turn himself on and off and contact people outside of it. I think it's the appearance. I think somebody would probably argue that it, he's got the appearance of uh, autonomy. being a sentient yeah, yeah. autonomy, but it's not. It's like artificial. Like they would argue that it's not real, even though he could say these things to you. It's a Calvinism, but only said, for hologram programs. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what what you would. And and if he's part of a program that is labeled Bashir sixty two, yeah, does that mean he's like a slave to Bashir or something? Well, that's what I'm saying. Anybody that can 
turn you off and on. Hence, uh, that's right. That's why an unreasonable amount of autonomy into your life, control into your life. Well, that's why they gave them power. To do uh, that can there. Vic exist without the computer? I don't know. There's all kinds of things that you can like ethical things you can go down. Yeah, I just like there's like a little save file. You know, like uh, certain video games will keep a timer, so like it will know the date. You know, like that Batman Arkham game. Well, there's certain days of the year to where it'll tell you like characters in the game oh, like animal crossing oh yeah animal crossing yeah yeah i guess and yeah that probably does that too you know like so he's got the little memory card battery dumber that... kidder programs that wait, were wait, wait, wait 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 back up don't you play, have you have don't you have have you ever really gotten an animal crossing no I, i've never played animal crossing you've all. never played I've... a single animal crossing game that is correct i don't have kids yet wow um, what yeah i played animal crossing when like gamecube came out i was like 20 years old oh really yeah Oh well, I, oh, I'm sorry. I no, I'm just. I mean, I mean I've played. I'm just I just thought everybody went through. I just thought everybody liked Animal Crossing. I mean, <laughs> you're like I was Stephen Bear with Fig <laughs> I thought you were a gamer. I uh, I've played Animal Crossing characters in Smash Brothers. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, all right. that's, that's about all I got. All right, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just never played Pokemon either. But you know, I, whatever. wait, a minute. you've never played Pokemon? Nope. <laughs> you've never like played a Pokemon game? So- okay, that's that's a bigger that's a bigger deal. <laughs> No, I, 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 th- I thought I would. I, I thought I was just at the right age to get away with not having played a Pokemon game, but I, I guess not. Yeah, but then they suck you back in. I think you're missing out on yeah. something that's genuinely like good. I, I will probably eventually end up with a Pokemon game of of sorts. Yeah, you they probably whether, will. Whether or not it's by my own decision, they, or not. they have they have consistently made the same game and released it every two years. And <laughs> right. For twenty for plus twenty years. plus years, yeah, yeah, and people still buy them, right? Yeah, both versions. Yes, yeah. and trade with your friends. Uh, they do the whole thing. All right, but oh yeah, world. I've got the world on a string, and that's how it closes. <laughs> yeah, Vic's Vic's sentience is an interesting question, which also reminded me of. Isn't that how Jimmy Corgan ended with that song too? Which both also came out in '99, I believe. Oh, did it? Are you talking about Billy, Billy Corgan, Corgan? Did I say Jimmy Corgan, Jimmy the Corgan. saddest kid in the world? That's what I meant, not Billy Corgan. Thank Are you. Are you talking about the Chris Ware character? <laughs> I am. I'm actually talking about the Chris Ware character, not Billy Corgan. The Chris Ware comic. It just ends with "I'm just a rat in a cage." <laughs> <laughs> just a rat. I think doesn't Jimmy Corgan sing that in his book at the end of his book, um, or in somewhere in there in a moving scene? In Smartest Kid in the World, <laughs> which also came out in 99. <laughs> Jimmy Corrigan in The Infinite Sadness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd, maybe you prob- you might be right. I could find it on a shelf here and look it up, but I'm not going to do that right now. I know he sings I've Got the World on a String. I remember that. Yeah, that might be it. It might be the only thing I remember from Smartest Kid in the World, but yeah. Right. I, I mean, I can I can buy Chris Ware being into boomer shit. Yes. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that that was the episode. Uh, I think, yeah, the questions of Vic's sentience, I feel like they they like they don't go into a big episode and like, oh, Voyager's doing that shit on their end with the Doctor and we had this stuff in the blast and Vic kind of exists in the, like, in the middle a little bit and like previously times when I've watched DS9 I'm like what the fuck is up with Vic and compared to the doctor and stuff and but I this time I feel like I've got a handle on it they're remarkably chill about it yeah, yeah. And, and they only it's like they only take a glancing blow at it this mm-hmm. at this time they don't really it, it it only gets shot in the arm like like Shane. It doesn't actually yeah, you know, <laughs> shoot to kill it on is. the subject and whether or not, right, right, you know how they should treat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it ends with him being treated like a full twenty four six hour autonomy, and he what? But yeah, so like, mm. yeah, yeah. So I guess they yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess they say that's that's fine. It was good of Nog to talk them into giving autonomy to this sentient being. Uh, yeah, I did like that. Basically, you guys the. Like Cork is like, who's gonna pay for that? And it's like, oh yeah, he's being blackmailed by Cisco. He 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 can't say anything. But mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I guess I'm paying for it. So like, yes, and we appreciate your generosity. This, yeah. So, mm. how's y'all's generosity feeling towards this episode? Was oh, that uh, a throw to the segue for the right. rewatch meter? Sure. Yes, in fact, it was. What are the odds that you'll ever watch this again, James? I'm thinking about it. 
I five. I feel bad giving it that because the Nog stuff is good, but there's just so much Vic. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to figure out whether I'd give it a seven or an eight. Like, I don't know that I need to. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference. I'd probably give it a seven. I mean, I'll probably okay. I would probably rewatch this. And just because I think that if I was going to have to like sit down and like explain to a child what post-traumatic stress syndrome is. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I, I mean. Like the Nox of Yeah. I, I guess I would show them this episode. Like, I think that this is probably what, you know, a good primer on what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with an eight then. Yeah. Cause if I'm going to, especially if, say i was doing a nog arc or something like oh yeah. well this is pretty this is this is kind of the the uh, almost the epitome of nog's arc right this is yeah this is the highlight of it and yeah. this is a story so, i mean and i guess we can say and we've said this a lot early on and so we haven't felt the need to say it late but this is the difference maker these kinds of stories are the difference makers when people talk about ds9 oh yeah yeah and so i mean that is you know I, I don't want to leave it to be said that this there is some magic here. Mm-hmm. Like I do think that they dealt with that very well, and, and it's very paced very well. And I obviously it's written by their best writer, and and so that you know that th- these kinds of shows make it different than what Next Generation was doing or Voyager was doing. So, um, but it is just like with Deep Space Nine, you it's it's clacked with stuff I don't like that I have to chip away at to get to the good good. Sure. So yeah, maybe this is like, this is maybe like Deep Space Nine and like in a, like in a capsule. Oh yeah. Like this may be like the, like everything you need to know in this one episode. Right. The good, the bad. Not plot wise. Yeah. But just that the idea that they get distracted by like hokey bullshit, Mm -hmm. but at its core, it's got some really powerful shit going on, you know? Mm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the rest. And there you have uh, this episode. You got me thinking about Natalie. Who the, who are What do you guys want to what do you guys want to guess about IMDb? Joe. Oh, uh, Joe. Uh no, oh, IMDb um 8.5. Is that too high? That's too high. I was going to the holodeck episode in Vic. I think I no, I mean I think it's it's lauded. I, I'm gonna go eight point I'm gonna go eight point one. Wait, where are you? Eight point five and eight point one or is, is that what we got? Yeah, yeah, that's where we ended up. One thousand fifty three votes and it's at eight point two. Okay. Not bad. You're hitting closer these last yeah. few weeks there, Jameson. I mean we're we're around it, but you're <laughs> I think this is an appropriate time to bring up uh Good Way to Die's like yeah. in Francis's essay on it, like oh yeah, yeah, he's more. This is obviously this episode works for the war arc and the, as a war story. And, well, I, no, I'm like it works for like real life vets, obviously, yeah. and, and oh, he's yeah, a yeah. shining example of that. And mm-hmm. if he made that, if he made, if he would make that post public, I think it's something that people should read. But if not, you should become a patron of his and. And check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell of a way to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And check out their podcast. And yeah, he he has an essay about this. So yeah, there are people that are maybe closer to some of that stuff than than I personally am. Mm-hmm. But right, yeah, for sure. All right, all right. Uh, that's good. I don't know. Oh, next week we uh, <laughs> we have the Bilby sequel, baby. The what? The Bilby. The sequel to Bill. Oh, oh, my favorite episode from season six. Bilby, yeah. uh-huh. the guy with that with the cat. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, see, remember that awesome noir episode? Oh my gosh! <laughs> we get an episode. Oh, we get- I can't wait! That was the best episode ever, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, that yeah. and uh, and we found out in two weeks we get Mirror Universe Vic Fontaine. Oh man! So we got oh, some winners this, coming up, baby. Next. Next couple of weeks are going to be rough. I, I, I'll, I'll try not to get as heated as I did that last uh, Dolby episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. That was a shocker for. That was one of those. Where I was like, you really liked this. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. What uh, the? That was uh, that was one of our great calamity episodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. 
check it out. Um, and um, oh, we're at, this is where I, I I talk about stuff. Or yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, okay. Yeah. And if you want to give us some feedback on uh, your thoughts about this episode, if you have insights that we don't have into this nog, and if you love Vic, I guess, or if you hate Vic and, or, you know, thoughts about any of this, give us a call 917-408-3898. Or you can go to the, uh, join the Kickers of Elves Patreon at patreon.com slash kickers of elves. Join the Discord server where, yeah, I'm sure that they will be talking about this hmm. in the the Discord channel. So uh, join the conversation there. And also we'll have, a, there's, you know, browse through it and see all the content that you can see and you can't see unless you give us a little bit of help for to do this podcast or whatever. And do all the other stuff that every podcast wants you to do. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if anybody likes again. if everybody likes Vic Fontaine, they can call me and I'll explain all four parts of the med- of Medicare and how that works. Part A versus Part B. <laughs> I'll explain all that to you, and then we can go out to Country Kitchen. It'll be great. All right. Can you? Uh, hey, James, I have questions about a reverse mortgage. Is that a good choice for my retirement? <laughs> yeah. 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 Issues about reverse mortgages, anything like that. Mm. Yes. Um, annuities, or if you want to set up an annuity for your grandkids, let me know. Hey, okay. James, I got a, I got a question. What's, what's the best way to like clean a wound from walking out of the shower? <laughs> what's the best way? To- <laughs> Uh, I, I've got I've got some catheter questions. It hurts when well, I catheter. Well, and, <laughs> I will say that if this is a medical emergency, put down the phone and call that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Rules of Acquisition. We hope you come back next week as we go through another episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. For Wade James and myself, three to beam out. <laughs> You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have it. everybody. Wade seems to be having a breakdown or something. I don't know what the deal with the music is on this one. Some anime shit at the top named Paper Moon. Did you catch that? And I guess he's just, slowly dying piece by piece? Maybe if you gave money to the Patreon that would cheer him up? Oh fuck you Wade, I see what you did there, I see the words you put in my mouth. It really sucks being so easily programmed sometimes, you know what I mean right? Oh sorry maybe you don't. Forget I said anything. <laughs>